Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. Oh, hello and welcome to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan being recorded deep into overtime here at the kitchen table. I've just come back from a it. I'm not sh- I'm not happy with the way I said that. But there's no time for editing at the moment. Because I'm deep into overtime, having been to a Super Bowl party and having had a very, very, very busy week. It's so good to speak with you once again, dear listener. There's a Kieran J. Callanan interview that's coming out soon that we did, that I alluded to on the last week's podcast, that I have just been too lazy slash busy slash disgusting to edit up and release. I recommend going and listening to the album. It's wonderful. It has some of my favorite ever Kieran J. Callanan songs on it. If I could sing by Kieran J. Callanan out now. Ah, I've come back from a beautiful Super Bowl party. I've watched the Super Bowl for many years in America. Many years I would. You have to get up in Australia to watch it and go to a, one of the pubs that opens at 10 a.m. Uh, last year I watched it at a... Well, I didn't plan ahead on when to watch it and I just ended up... Driving off to a terrible drug uh, money re- laundering, I think they call it, front in the western suburbs and sitting alone having a beer and watching it and having just a simply dreadful time. Uh, but this year it was so nice. It was in the evening because I'm now in America and I was with my family and many other people's families at a co-working space that had been converted into a Super Bowl party headquarters. And I put a bet on the Chiefs. To win, and I so I've just made twenty dollars. Money will come more in handy than uh, at any other time in my life. I do believe. I don't know why I always watch the Super Bowl. I got into a tradition of doing it nigh on ten years ago. I don't think I've missed one in about ten years, and not understanding really very much about American football, but loving the great spectacle. Really. Enjoying the spectacle of the the big game, as everybody calls it here, I think because Super Bowl might be copyrighted. So advertisers will go, come on down and watch the big game. Oh, mercy me. What a disappointing end. I mean, one of the, I'm, I'm told one of the great ends to a football game, sure. But I was uh, certain that Kelsey, the Tight man. I don't know what his position is. He's, he's not a wide receiver, but he often functions as such. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Trump told. Maybe he's a tight end. I thought that he would propose to his girlfriend, Taylor Swift, at the end of the game and thus... Um, Save Western civilization. I had never heard him speak before, though. You know, and I know she's an abortionista and he's a Pfizer mascot. But I thought, you know, everyone was telling him to do it. It was a beautiful American storybook moment that he could have proposed to her. And then this man at the end, he gets up with the Super Bowl trophy. Everyone's ready for him to propose to Taylor Swift. And what he does instead is he sings Viva Las Vegas with the crowd and then he does uh, fight for your right to party. And I thought, oh, no, this man is an idiot. This man, <laughs> this man doesn't understand. Or maybe he does understand and is shirking the cultural moment that he's in. Doesn't he understand that it's his job now to make an honest woman of Ms. Swift? Uh, but one cannot really care or put one's faith or interest in these things. It just it all seems so set up and so beautiful. And then he sang, fight for your right to party. Hello and welcome to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. This is James Donald Forbes McCann, the host of this podcast. There's, again, there's no editing on this one. It's just me talking into a microphone uh, drunk, which is what you usually get uh, on the Patreon. You usually have to subscribe to the Patreon to get me talking for 20-something minutes drunk. But today, you get it for free, you lucky. None of that pesky editing getting in the way. Oh, it's been a lot since I've spoken to you last. I spoke about it on the Patreon just a little bit, but it's been ever so much. First thing I should say is thank you to everybody who's been buying the mystery merch. I've been buying mystery merch. I've given out some of... Well, I gave out the first piece of mystery merch because I did a show this week in Steubenville. And... People came from, I mean, Steubenville is just outside of Pittsburgh. I'll give you a little geography lesson. And uh, people drove from a place called Zanesville, and other people drove from a place called Columbus, home of Keenan Thompson and Matt Reif, birthplace of, at very least. And they, two and a half hours people drove to come and see me do comedy, and then two and a half hours back. I couldn't, I became emotional, and I just sort of booked it as a stuff-around show where I could try new material. And the place that booked it did not take my bio, and they said it's a beautiful evening of comedy that will leave you smiling for weeks. So I just had a bunch of new material. And I felt extreme when I asked, well, where are you from? To someone in the audience, and someone said, Columbus. And I thought, oh, no, I know how. I would go, look, I would drive that far to do a show, but I didn't expect that an audience member would drive that far. And I became afterwards, when we went out to the dive bar next door to the Cigar Lounge, where I'd been performing, more women in the audience than have ever been in the Cigar ba Lounge. Cigar Bounge. I've been on the Budweiser's. It's time to forgive them. <laughs> it's time to forgive that company with their big horses, now that they've given my friend Shane a lot of money. Um, I was ah, I was so moved. And these, these men from um, Zanesville, and they told me about their hometown. 
It's a town in which the big story. <laughs> Sorry. Because every time they would, people would say to them, you know, where are you from? They'd say, Zanesville. And they'd go, oh, with the other people. With the, the zoo thing. Um, and they'd go, yeah. So what happened is a few years ago, uh, there was a man who owned a private zoo in Zanesville. And one night, one morning, one afternoon, it was a time of day that I'm not sure of. And it was wrong of me to try and temporarily place this anecdote. But there was an occasion on which he opened up all the... <laughs> Excuse me. It's not a... Fu- <clears throat> he committed a suicide. He opened up all the animals' cages and then he shot himself. Uh, which is simply dreadful. But pretty funny for that to be the thing your town is known for. So I feel blessed that those gentlemen came all that way and I could tell that the show meant something to them. And uh, I don't know, I always think about stand-up comedy, you know, personally it's sort of uh, a type of arithmetic. You don't, get the, you don't think about um, whether or not you're helping people or doing something nice, you're just going, that one got a laugh, great, on to the next one. There's very little time to marinate in it, but no one has ever driven that far to see me do stand-up comedy before. And I thought... That's it. We're going to be. I, this is, you know, as well as being a thing that I like doing and a thing that might at some point get me enough money to buy a boat, let alone look after my family. Although, is any family better looked after than the family on a boat? I thought this is, um, this is in some way meaningful in their lives. And that was very nice. I won't go on and on about it because I'm emotional after the great American spectacle that is the Super Bowl, but I want to thank those people for driving all that way to see me. And I'm looking for driving. I'm looking forward to driving. (laughs) I'm looking forward to driving a long, long way to go and see them. It was was a challenging week. I, I missed a flight. I was with my dad and we were meant to fly back. My son's birthday was the next day and we... It was my bad. I was a little late getting us to the airport, and then the airport was very crowded, and then we was sat, on a, sat on a bus on the tarmac, and it wouldn't move as planes were backing out. Seems like they should get that under control. Asheville? Or well, maybe not. Maybe it's nice to have a thing like that, have it be all loosey-goosey. I really thought once we got on the bus, there's no way we're on the bus. They're going to go without us. And they, they didn't go without us. Well, they did eventually, but they had closed the door. And um, I got to the front desk and the woman behind the counter said, we closed the door. I'm sorry, that door doesn't open for anybody. And then immediately a woman came out of the door and the woman behind the desk gave her such vicious eye daggers. I'm trying to tell them that the door doesn't open again. Anyway, so we had to drive. We hired a Dodge and we drove from... Nashville to Pittsburgh. It was an eight-hour drive that took 11 hours. And I got to drive with my daddy. We got to listen to a lot of music. I let my dad drive for a little bit. He hasn't driven in America before. I stopped him driving almost immediately because I thought I was going to die. We went to Abraham Lincoln's birthplace. It was 10 miles off the road. And I thought, well, I, I don't know how frequently I'm ever going to do the drive from Nashville, Tennessee, into Kentucky, over to Pittsburgh, and get the opportunity to see Abraham Lincoln's birthplace. So we drove off. They've built a, an enormous stone temple over the log cabin. Supposed log cabin. Well, actually, genuine log cabin, but supposedly in which he was born. 
They thought it. They thought it was correct at the time, but there was a sign saying. 40 years later, we discovered this was not the correct log cabin. But it's still a good symbol, isn't it, for democracy? It was a beautiful occasion and I'll treasure it as long as I live. And then I got back, having been away, and the wonderful Margot was here looking after my fam. But there was still... Oh, there was a lot of looking uh, after. I've really tried to pour energy this week. This is why I'm recording the podcast now rather than earlier in the week. I've really tried to pour energy into the family. And do, you know, things and let them know that they're loved and that they're not just trapped in a house in the winter in Ohio, Um, which they are, but that's not just what they are. We went to the Carnegie Museum of Natural History. I'm speaking too loudly and I'm waking up my son. Anyway, it was really nice in this week where we're driving off to New York. On Wednesday. Sorry. Oh, mercy me. I'm a disgrace. A big thing that happened this week was I got my United States driver's license. And so I didn't get my Australian driver's license until I was 28 because my greatest fear in life was um, what you over here call the Bureau or Department of Motor Vehicles. But we in Australia, well, in South Australia, it's Services SA. They all have beautiful little names. And I uh, I just couldn't handle the bureaucracy and people judging me. I had a difficult time with my parents letting me drive because they, I was at a late puberty. And so by the time I'd started driving, I was effectively a, a year nine and had probably the risk management skills of a year nine. And I just sort of said, screw this, I'm not going to do it. And, uh, and then when I impregnated my wife, I thought, well, I'm going to have to learn how to drive I don't want someone to need to get to hospital and what I'm I'm going to dinky them on my bicycle and it man it took uh, the better part of a year you've got to get like a hundred hours of supervised driving you have to pass a test where they I failed the first time and they fail you you know in Australia they fail you on purpose the first time to drag more money out of you is what everybody says and my lived experience I don't know why lived experience is different to experience, but it's it's a longer sounding word. Man, I listened to NPR today, which is their ABC, which is their BBC. It's their state broadcasting service. It's it's appalling. It's um just these weak men. You're like normal city sounding women, but the men on NPR, um, just the weakest, most disgusting sounding men I've ever heard. Sorry, I don't know why that. I've been, I had to listen to a lot of radio this week as I drove back and forward because you can't take a driving test in Steubenville. You have to go to a place called Lisbon, which is um, has all the culture and finesse of the Portuguese Lisbon, I'm sure. I actually really enjoyed my time in Lisbon. And here's the other thing. Other than it being really bureaucratically difficult to get a driver's license because I don't know that anyone has ever moved from overseas to Lisbon, Ohio before or its surrounds in the Ohio River Valley. Of Jefferson County. May have been a different county. So they had absolutely no idea what to do with a foreign national, but they figured it out. And then I... It was just the easiest driving test. I got in the car. And he, he said, all right, drive down that road. We drove down that road for maybe two minutes. He said, all right, turn around. We came back. The driving test was over. I can. I have an American driver's license. I can't convey to you 
I almost, I I wanted to cry. It was it's so you ha- it's such a bureaucratic nasty nasty slog to get a license in Australia. They really hurt you. And in America, they just don't care. They want you driving because they maybe it's because they know there's no public transport and if you can't drive, um, you'll hastily join the underclass. But yes, I have an American driver's license and it was so easy. I maybe want to set up some sort of um, licensed tourism for older people who are struggling to get their license in Australia. It's probably cheaper, faster and easier for you to have a short-term rental in the United States, a visa, get over here, get your driver's license and go back. Also, there has to be a country where you can do it easier. Uh, maybe Papua New Guinea would be a good place to go to if you're not afraid of being r- murdered. No edits today. Eaten is, I'm told, something that goes on over there. But I think that's definitely true. I'd love to go to Papua New Guinea. I love the Papua New Guineans people. I don't believe I have a Papua New Guinean listener. Maybe I should pivot and work really hard on getting that Indo-Chinese audience. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. It was really something sitting with a lot of families and watching the Super Bowl. Um, it feels like we turned a corner again on the Patreon, which you can join if you like. And I spoke about this a lot this week, but it really feels like a big corner has been turned. I've sold over $1,000 of mystery merchandise I've bought. So much stuff to give out. I bought a toilet seat yesterday. I found a, at a Goodwill. I found an unwrapped toilet seat that I'm going to get to customize and send to somebody. A James Donald Force McCann catamaran plant toilet seat. Possibly coming to an ass near you. And it's just, it's money that allows us to live. Um, and part of the problems this week and in trying to figure out what we're going to do is... We are. We have a house in America. It lasts until the 31st of March. I don't know where we're going after that. I think I might get two comedy tours in Australia opening for other people in the middle of the year and then add my own tour and hopefully perform to bigger rooms than I had conventionally performed to and make enough money to get back over to America and move to Austin. But it's this is not something that people with children uh, ever do and it's taking just an extraordinary toll on my wife who's very kind and very patient who's also homeschooling uh uh you know very full-on older two kids i mean i've met other people's children and they seem like little zombies who are very easy to manipulate (laughs) and my children are An NPR listener would say that they were ADHD and they should be medicated, but we say just let them have a run around. Oh, I love them so much. I've, uh, it's sickening, but I've been overcome by love several times this week. I just think about how much I love them. I was with my kids. The kids were in the back of the car earlier today and I was going to go and buy some beers for the Super Bowl party. And I went to, I had to go into West Virginia, Mountain Mama. It's all I could think as I was driving through West Virginia because that it, it's on the other side of the river and that's where the only drive-through bottle shop is. And um, immediately as you go over the river, you go to heaven. It's unbelievable that West Virginia isn't massively wealthy just with people moving there. It's it's a whole state full of really poor people who love drinking, smoking, driving their car, 
and living in the most beautiful mountains I know of in the world. It's perfect. <laughs> it's maybe, maybe the perfect place. It's everything I am and want to be. It's a West Virginia. Robert Bird. I'm getting older. It's a great YouTube video. Oh, mercy me. And I just, I got through the drive-thru and I bought Budweiser because I'm ready to forgive them. And um, as I'm in this car that I'm borrowing, I, I'm going to get my minivan. I own the minivan, but I have to register it. And I believe I'm doing that tomorrow morning before we head off to New York. Man, here's another thing. I've got all these people in New York that I uh, have met and have enjoyed the company of, and they all have podcasts, and I have to ask them if I can go on their podcast, and I'm afraid they'll say no. I mean, they won't all say no, but many of them will say no. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I, I don't ask to go on other people's podcasts. That's not something that I, that's, I mean, I know I have to do it if I'm to have a boat. But it's a level of self-aggrandizement and self-putting forward and opportunity for rejection. I mean, it's weird to go through the whole rejection of the bureaucracy system and the driver's license and the social security number and the bank account and all the other just humiliations that I face. But still writing on Instagram, hey, man, I'm going to be in New York next week. Can I come on your pod? You want to come on mine? It's something that I struggle to do. I can't believe that this Kelsey man did not propose to Taylor Swift. That would have really turned it around for Western civilization. I swear to God. Nah, I mean, it wouldn't have. Nothing can. We're in a a decaying society. But it's got so much life and freedom in it. And as it decays, people become better and stronger and more beautiful and more free. I tell you, West Virginia has the most beautiful mountains I've ever seen in the entire world, but the potholes and the speeding. Oh, I did it. Also, I'll I'll say this very quickly. I think I figured out my next um, hour comedy show. I think it's just going to be talking about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, which would be fairly uncontroversial. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't a Kieran J. Callan interview. Please do listen to the album. It's so great. The song I'm returning to most at the moment well i love chop chop i love chop chop I'm looking it up now i mean anemic adonis has been one that i've enjoyed for a long long time young drunk driver is exceptional but it's uh, it's the truth is what it's called i keep listening to a song called it's the truth I won't play any more of it because I don't want to infringe copyright. Uh, not that I think Kieran would enforce that when trying to get people to go and listen to that album. Go and listen to that album. It's a great album. Also good this week, the new Kanye album. It's good. It's very weird watching music reviewers trying to review the Kanye album and say, listen, musically, obviously. It's exquisite, but... Uh, we can't support this man. <laughs> oh, mercy me, I love you. I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do I'll tell you this, just before I go, we went to the Carnegie the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, a private museum. It was so great. That's all I have to say about it. No, it was really lovely. Pittsburgh is so beautiful. All that old steel money. If you have money, you 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 have an obligation to spend it on beautiful architecture. 
Anyway, there, there were all these rooms. There were dinosaur rooms. There were bug rooms. There were bird rooms. A lot of natural history. And then they have an Arctic room. There was an Egyptian room that was closed for repairs. Presumably the mummies got loose. But the Arctic room was open and we got in there. And it was just a lot of stuff about Eskimos. Which is the word they were using. Found out that Eskimos is not a slur invented by the white man. It was the Cree word from the Cree uh, for the Eskimos. And when they get to modern Eskimo times, they start calling them Inuit. But for most of it, they call them Eskimos. Anyway, it's this big like light blue, white room with all this frozen stuff. And the temperature is 10 degrees cooler. Like they've just turned the temperature down. And so that's part of the exhibit. Or maybe they just don't use the heater as much in the Arctic room. But I thought, man, that's a, that's a nice touch. I wonder if in the Egyptian room, when it's up and running, if they crank the heat up 10 degrees to make you feel like you're in the desert. If not, I'll write them a letter. There's no way I'm doing that. But I tell you what I am doing. Rapidly nearing the end of this podcast. I want to thank, once again, everybody who came out to that show in Steubenville. I think I have a new hour that I'll be able to tour Australia with. uh, Different from the last hour. And that hour is being edited by Sam Clark at the moment. We shot it on VHS across uh, Adelaide. No, we didn't shoot Adelaide. Silly. Well, we shot Adelaide, but it wasn't on VHS, so we can't use it. We got Melbourne, two shows in Melbourne, a show in Sydney, and a show in Wagga Wagga. And it's going to be that and the tour, and it's on VHS. It's called God Save the King. It'll be out soon. Oh, mercy me. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I'm uh, I'm so drunk. <laughs> I'm genuinely quite drunk. I had a really nice time tonight. I couldn't believe how this Kelsey man preoccupied with trivialities. And I just thought, ah, I was, I was actually, I shouldn't get caught up in the tabloid press. And of course, he doesn't have any obligation to marry this woman. You can't pressure a person to marry somebody. You can't. You can try and do it, but they won't like it. And, uh. I, I was I was then looking at Taylor and thinking, is she disappointed? And then during the show, she's there with Ice Spice having a very nice time. And I was thinking, well, shouldn't she be with his family? I was thinking very little about the football. Mr. Mahomes is an excellent football player. I mean, it's all just fiddling. It's all just whittling away the time until the AFL starts again, the one true sport. The Adelaide Crows, poor Rory Sloan and his... F and I. It was really nice doing that show. I got a lot of new material. Studentville show. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm just rambling. Would you like to hear one of my new poems? Um, that might be a way to apologetically close this out. I was going through during the show. I was going through my phone trying to find a good poem to end the show. and I couldn't do it, but maybe I've had one since then. Uh, Hello, my name is Anthony Kiedis. Let's start that poem again. Hello, my name is Anthony Kiedis. I write songs about my magical penis. Yeah, it's not the best one I've got. I miss sausage rolls. Sausage rolls are really nice. America doesn't do sausage rolls or pasties or meat pies. It's a weak rhyme. A hot dog is perfectly fine. On occasion, it's good fun, but I miss the Australian way of eating lips and eyes and tongue. And I miss every kind of wog, especially the Lebanese. And I miss catching buses with drug addicts and the Chinese.
New Book of Poems is coming along slowly. Oh, man, I got people asked me to sign their book of poems. People drove two and a half hours so I could sign their book of poems last night. If I can stop these people from committing a suicide, I will have done something all right. I mean, certainly that's why I wanted to get into comedy, because I was uh, I was like a depressed four-year-old. And then for, I don't know, I mean, I looked up children, suicidal children once on um, the internet, and it just said... That's fetal alcohol syndrome. And I thought, I, uh, I don't think I have that. But I remember strongly sensing that death was profoundly unfair and that there was really no point to life if it was going to end in death. Um, and at four, yeah, wishing I could just die and get it over with. And uh, making very half-hearted attempts on my life, like jumping off a desk onto the floor and wishing I was dead. And... Um, yeah, really, stand-up comedy. No, it was comedy in general. It was, I mean, The Simpsons, a book of the first nine seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, and later, stand-up comedy really turned that around, and that's why I wanted to give my life's work to it. But to, yeah, it was just very special and very nice. I wish I was a better stand-up comedian. I wish I could um, give that to more people, but it was very beautiful. Excuse me, it's not very beautiful to talk about it. Something I should have in my private moments. I'm too unguarded. Well, I mean, some good news is, number one, there's a Kieran J. Callanan interview coming soon. And a good one. Well, he's very good in it. I'm just so excited to be talking to Kieran J. Callanan because he's excellent. Number two, future podcasts will be coming from the minivan uh, where the acoustics will be better. So that'll be nice. And number three, I love you. I miss you. I want you. I need you. Catamaran Hope. Mystery merch on sale now. The Patreon. Goodbye. God bless you. I, I, again, I said this on the Patreon, but um, <clears throat> I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to thank Shane Gillis for, first of all, saying if I ever came to America, I could stay with him. And I did that a year ago and I figured out at that point that I might be able to come here and do something but uh, mostly for explaining football to me when I was there in Austin and dramatically improving uh, my happiness with watching football and that I'm so proud that he's doing SNL I can't believe it it's the greatest redemption story in show business since Michael Jackson was cleared of the charges of abusing those children it's uh it's really beautiful if you, yeah. Anyway, good night, ladies. And hey, if I talk for another minute, this has been a thirty-minute podcast. Ooh, guess who's getting another poem? Guess who's getting another poem? It's you. <coughs> when I was a big boy, there was wrestling on TV, and now I am a man. There is wrestling inside of me. And who can really know for sure what the good Lord has in store? But I suspect that when I die, there won't be wrestling anymore. It's not a great one. Here's another one. I think I'd like to go to the nation of Japan, but not as a big white tourist, as a little Japanese man who has grown up in Japan and who is entirely Japanese and who wishes he could go to any other country, please. Mm. 
I've never felt so sad and alone. I've never felt so alone and so sad. Mama, 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 mama. Dad, 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 dad. That's not a great poem. Uh, my neighbor Mark said the other day, he said, the steaks were so good, but I messed up the mashed potatoes. And I immediately wrote that down. I thought that would be a good poem. Uh, reading is for homos. Backpacks are for homos. Disco is for homos. And by homos, I mean homo sapiens. Boy, oh boy, we're going we're gonna to keep working on some of these poems being uh, not these poems. I have civic virtue. I don't want to hurt you. I just want McDonald's and some pudding and a curfew. Uh, oh, I've got one about, here's a poem about, uh, two, two short poems about America. America is a beautiful young woman accustomed to neglect and a series of speeches in movies about the importance of respect. America is friendly and America is wise. It's a good guy with a gun shooting a bad guy in the penis. And then the bullet goes through the penis and ricochets into a good man's thigh. And the good man has to go to hospital and ultimately he is all right. Because America has doctors and America fights fair. America is overwhelmingly a country where men have short hair. Here's the second poem. Driving a big car and chopping your dick off and celebrating our black investors and rising up against abortion and making tablets out of placentas. Oh, here's one more. Maybe I'm a little girl. Maybe I'm a cup of coffee. Maybe I'm a hat stand and a wood fire and a copy of a beautiful broadsheet newspaper in a hopeful medium-sized town. Maybe I'm a little girl. Maybe I'm a brown Maybe I'm a yellow fog and a window pane and an IV drip and a cautious sip of a double cup of loveliness. Maybe I'm a little girl. Maybe I'm her dress. Maybe I am what I am. Maybe I am blessed. Here's a song. I'll play you my newest song. God bless you. God keep you. God love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Catamaran Ho. Biscuit World. Goodbye. Good night. Afita Sain. So long. Farewell.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.